Hey there, before I get into the podcast, which you're going to love it, all about back to school routines, all that good stuff. None of that is going to matter unless your child is sleeping independently 11 to 12 hours every single night consistently. If that is not happening and you are here in the Richmond area, I am inviting you to join me for a live in-person class on August 30th. From 9 to 11 a.m., I am going to meet with you and go over my two-week program on how you can teach your baby to sleep all night long. You're going to get a comprehensive guide that will walk you through every step. I am going to personally teach you every aspect of the plan and encourage you, equip you so that you can go home and literally begin night one on August 30th. I am so excited to invite you to this class. I would love to have you there. Go to littlezsleep.com and grab your seat. And hey, if you have a friend who also wants to come with you, you can both save $20 per ticket by purchasing the Come With a Friend package. I'm so excited to see you there August 30th from 9 to 11 a.m. littlezsleep.com or check the show notes to grab your seat. Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I am committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits, and I'm here to help make the transition back into school and back into routine a lot more smooth. We are here to make sure that this transition, going back to school, back to work, back to daycare, starting new, all the new fun, fresh things, they just are a lot easier. There we go. So I am right beside you in the Target dollar section, digging through all the back to school stuff because I love this time of year. I think it is so much fun. I love getting new supplies, even though we don't even need them because my kids are in preschool, but it's just a lot of fun and we are craving a routine, right? Like we get to this part of August and we just want someone to get us back on track. Two months have been fun, but it's time to get back into routine. So I am celebrating with you that it's time to get back into school, back into routine. And on today's podcast, I want to walk through starting with the minimum amount of sleep that your child needs so that you can understand as we shift bedtimes and we maybe readjust what time we get up in the morning that you are accommodating how much sleep your child actually needs every night. Then I want to look at naps and talk about the realities of daycare naps and at-home naps, sitter naps, everything in between, how much sleep your child really should be getting and how to copy and paste this on the weekends and what kind of flexibility you can still have there. So a year ago, when our two girls started preschool, my youngest one was 18 months. And she was consistently napping at 12. And she was napping from 12 to 2.30 every single day. But then we started preschool. Day one, we had to go pick her up at 12.30. So this is 30 minutes after she's supposed to be sleeping when we're normally home. And I was really worried about how she would do. But of course, in these settings, they are stimulated by all the new things, the new people, the sights, the sounds. I will say hilariously many times and within the first two months, I would go pick our youngest daughter up and her teacher said that she had dozed off in the middle of one of their circle activities. (laughs) 
And I just really wished I could have seen what that looked like. But she had a little bit of a transition. It took about two months for her to readjust to a later nap time. So we had always had a 12 o'clock nap. And now starting school, she was having lunch at about 11.45. And then they would leave and come home and we'd pick her up at 12.30. So we wouldn't even get home until 12.45. Now, thank goodness they had lunch for them. But we really adjusted her to now she's napping at about 12.30, 12.45. Somewhere within that window, we're able to put her down. And so every single day, even though we're not in preschool right now, we've just continued to keep the same preschool schedule. Like, okay, you're down at 12.45 at the latest. We only live seven minutes away from the school, so that's helpful. But when we were adjusting her to this new schedule, I had to look at the minimum amount of sleep that she needed and kind of adjust our nap time. So at this 18 month mark, she needed about two hours, maybe two and a half hours of sleep. So I just made sure that, okay, if you were going to bed at 1245, we could at least get you up at 230. And that was her kind of like magical number for her that she could get enough sleep and still sleep well that night. So it was a little less than two hours for her and that fit perfectly. We wanted to make sure that every single day we just started to mimic that. So what I want you to do is look at the minimum amount of sleep your child needs during the day. And if you're curious about this, you can definitely look in the show notes. I've got some links to some photos you can screenshot and save, but you can also refer to episodes 17 and 18, where I'm walking you through nap transitions and I'm giving you exactly how much and your daytime schedule, how much sleep is needed during the day. And I want you to know is that you are your child's advocate. So when you get your child into maybe a new daycare setting or they're going back to school, I want you to ask their teacher if it's possible for them to wake them up after X amount of time, or is it possible for them to go to another room or to even help with better naps? Is it possible that they could zip them up in a sleep sack or provide a white noise machine? All of these small things that you are an advocate for your child so you can help them with that. And so as we get back into the school and back into routine, I want you to be mindful of how much sleep your child needs during the day, but also don't pull your hair out over the fact that they're probably not going to meet that minimum minimum if they are at a full-time daycare. So if they are in a situation like ours where you go pick them up in the middle of the day and you get home, you can probably still ensure that they get the minimum amount of sleep. But if they're in a daycare setting, I'm always very open and honest with my clients that in a daycare setting, y'all, they're not going to get the full amount of sleep. They're just not. Now, I'm currently working with two babies right now, one of whom is in the window spot of the room setup. Her crib is by the window, and she's easily able to look out at the world around her, and that means that this chick does not want to sleep. She's having a hard time because she's just sitting in her crib, looking around, looking at the people playing, looking out the window. She doesn't want to go to sleep. She has that fear of missing out, right? Then I have another baby in in another daycare situation who is given the corner. And it's a darker corner because there happens to be no no, uh, overhead light over there. And he sleeps fantastic. He gets in his crib and goes to sleep. So I want you to ask. I mean, you can literally do this. Ask about maybe a darker spot in the room. Is there another spot in the room where your child could go nap that's maybe better for them? I even worked with a case where we were asked to have the child go sleep in the office. And now this was like a smaller daycare setting. So this is not like one of your big, um, 
you know, large institutional daycare settings. This was a like a small, um, you know, few kids in a room situation. And we ended up moving this child into the office of the director. <laughs> and every day around lunchtime, we would put the kid in there in a pack and play, turn the lights off, close the door. And it was so much better um, because this child needed a good amount of sleep. And so we were able to dig into things like that. So be your child's advocate. Know how much sleep that they need minimally. See if we can maybe bring some things from home, if we can help the environment any by maybe rearranging where they are and talk to the teachers there at the daycare or at the preschool and let them know what's going on and what kind of sleep you're looking for and when they can actually take charge of this. With my own clients, I even have them take the instructions that I give them about daycare, write them down and bring that to their daycare. And hilariously enough, many of them are tacking these papers on the child's crib. It's so funny. But I love to see signs that say like, no pacifiers, like no pacifier allowed because they're being an advocate for their child. And I want you to know that. I want you to be empowered by that, that as you get your child back into a daycare or back into a sitter setting, be your child's advocate. You know what's best. So please share that with their teacher. So Again, know the minimum amount of sleep that they might need. Help them out. Bring some things from home if you can. Maybe see if we can rearrange where they are in the room so that they can possibly get that minimum amount of sleep. But as far as getting them home for bedtime, I completely understand that after a full day of work and your kid has been in daycare and you've got to go pick them up at maybe 5 or 5.30, me coming along and saying, okay, now get your child to bed at 6 or 6.30, That's not realistic, right? Because you've got to be able to get home, maybe spend a little time with your child and then get them down. Now, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but your child does need a minimum of 11 hours of sleep. And now I'm talking about babies through toddlers. Some older preschoolers could maybe do about 10 hours of sleep. And again, please refer to episode 18, talking about dropping naps, and you'll get a little bit more details into um, older kids, like maybe three, four and above. Uh, But your child under three really does need a minimum of 11 hours of sleep. And so if you have to start your day and get out of that house by 630 in the morning to get them to daycare, I do want them to be going to bed at least 7 p.m. so they could start their day at 6 a.m. Does that make sense? I want you to give them at least the minimum of, of required sleep. So if you are in a daycare setting, your child's in a daycare setting, and you go pick them up and you're able to come home, spend that quality time with them. But here's the deal. When your child knows how to sleep independently, you should be able to have such a relaxing, bonding, and enjoyable bedtime routine with them. The last thing I would want you to do is rush home knowing that you have no idea how long it's going to be until your little one falls asleep and you have to pat them, rock them, shush them, go in and out of their room a million times, finding their pacifier again, or you know, giving them another check or whatever you're doing. I don't want that to be the case, all right? You should be enjoying these few hours you get with your kids in the evening time. So enjoy it by having a child who sleeps well. And because of that, I want you to know that minimum I'm looking for 11 hours of sleep. All right, so do understand that at minimum I want 11, at most we want 12. So if possible, if they can do a seven to seven, that would be fantastic. I find that's the easiest time to actually get your 
child to sleep into is about seven. Very rarely do I meet children that actually sleep naturally until eight. So here's the deal about an eight o'clock bedtime, like an eight to eight schedule. If your child is on an eight o'clock p.m. bedtime, because again, you're home uh, late from work, you get them up from daycare, and you want to be able to enjoy time with them, y'all, I completely understand that. And I am all for, and I'm a big advocate for family time. Like, definitely have that time with them. However, if you have ever done a bedtime after, let's say like 8.15, 8.30, have you ever noticed that your child becomes an energizer bunny at 8.30? Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> Whenever I tell parents about this, their eyes like get really big and they're like, yes, oh my gosh, what's happening? Here's the deal. Your little one is getting a surge. A, their circadian rhythm is taking a jump. They are no longer feeling sleepy because that time of day, their little bodies get a surge of energy. But you know what? The best time to catch them when they are ready for bed is right after dinner. So I really want you to avoid a bedtime that is after 8 o'clock because you're literally fighting against your child's internal rhythm. <laughs> it's just not a good idea. So let's say that you get home from work and you've got home with your kids, the baby, around 6 o'clock. And you're going to realistically have dinner by 6.45, 7 o'clock. And the soonest you could start bedtime is 7.15, maybe 7.30. That is totally fine. But let's make sure we get the little one in bed by at latest 8 p.m. And if they're going to bed by 8 p.m., then I definitely want to have the opportunity for them to sleep in until 7 because that's minimum of 11 hours of sleep. Now, there was a time I worked with a family where mom was a, a pharmacist who worked the night shift, and she actually did not get off work until nine. Uh, her husband also worked a later time, and so grandma was watching the children during the day, and it was a little bit more of an extreme schedule. So grandma was watching the children during the day, and she actually kept them until nine o'clock at night. And previously, before I entered the picture, they kept the baby up, they did some naps at about 7 or 7.30, and then mom came, picked the child up at 9, everybody went home, had a really late dinner, and played together, and then they got the baby into bed by about 10.30 p.m. The problem was they had to get baby up at 7 a.m., so that's definitely not our minimum amount of sleep right here. We're going to bed at 10.30 and getting up at 7. That sounds fantastic. For us adults like that's I like wonderful that's a lot of sleep for us but for this nine month old that was not enough sleep and she had a sister who was three and that was not enough sleep for her so what we ended up doing was working and tweaking with her schedule so I asked if grandma could actually get the baby to bed okay I know you're at grandma's house but can we put the baby to bed this is gonna sound very similar to my travel podcast can we get grandma to put baby through her entire bedtime routine, give her her final feed, lay her down in a pack and play, and then when mom is off work and comes, let's pick baby out of the pack and play, stick her in her car, drive home, put her down to bed, and go to sleep. Now, unfortunately, that meant that mom really did not have a lot of time or any time with her child in the evening time. But right now, it's exactly what that baby needed. So this is the hardest part of my job is we have to be extremely selfless. I mean, we're parents, so we have to be very selfless. But it was really difficult to tell this mom, I'm sorry, but your baby has to go to sleep. This is what she literally needs to function. And thank goodness, mom really understood that and was a, a total fan of being able to do this because when mom had originally been picking baby up at nine, it was a battle to put her to sleep because the baby was so overtired and did not know how to sleep on her own. 
amazing turnaround story. Y'all, within the first night, we got that baby down. I should say grandma got the baby down and we did this whole transfer situation. And from night one, that girl was sleeping 12 hours every single night. It was absolutely amazing. And this is just another success story, another testimony of how powerful sleep actually is and how your baby really wants it. So if you've been listening to all of this and you are just really excited to get back into routine because now you feel empowered, you know, yes, my child needs this amount of sleep. This is our new bedtime time. We actually need to get into bed. This is how little sleep they need, how much sleep they need. Then I want you to also answer the question. If I were to ask you, Please describe the last three nights of your child's sleep. Would you say things like inconsistent or frustrating or helpless or completely depends on the situation? I don't want any of these things to be holding you back from a good night's sleep. I don't want a new routine or new daycare, um, the frustration of having to get to an earlier bedtime. I don't want any of that to cause stress on you because there are things that we can do to help. So if you are here in the Richmond area, I want to get out of this whole microphone, headphone, like in I'm in your ears thing, and I want to get in person with you. On August 30th from 9 to 11 a.m., that's a Thursday morning, I want to meet with you. I am teaching a baby sleep class. This is open for babies or really for the parents. <laughs> babies will not be here. This is open for you, the parents. It's designed for you with a baby between six and 16 months old. Maybe you're approaching six months old. Maybe you're in this window, but this is designed for you to be able to come and learn strategies to help your child sleep well. And I am going to give you my plan on how to get your baby to sleep 12 hours through the night. Because as you get back into routine, as you get back into these new expectations, I want you to have a plan. There is nothing better than seeing all these office supplies and calendars and all these wonderful organization tools. That's all fantastic. And it just is my love language. However, if your baby is waking up all night long, then these new routines and all of these new back to school things that are seemingly fun, they are really just doused in exhaustion. And I wanna fix that. That should be the number one priority for us as we get back to school, back into routine. Let's get these little ones sleeping well. So I would love to have you if you're here in Virginia, if you're here in Richmond, please join me on August 30th from 9 to 11 a.m. as I walk through my proven strategies to get your baby to sleep 11 to 12 hours through the night consistently. You can head to littlezsleep.com to sign up. In the show notes is also the direct link to this class. It is $147 for this class, which is perfect. If you have been looking at my one-on-one coaching, which can be 400 plus, this is a perfect opportunity for you and me to partner together and solve your child's sleep. So I would love to have you there. I can't wait to see you. Sweet dreams. See you next time.